Hi, welcome to the Big Picture Social Emotional Life Skills Podcast. My name is Nene White. I recently came across an infographic on Facebook, and when I reposted it to all the educators groups to which I belong, wow, what a lot of thumbs up it received, which made me think you'd probably appreciate knowing about the ideas and suggestions contained within that infographic. So here they are with some practical how-tos for implementing this valuable valuable approach into your toolbox of teaching skills. Thank you for being here, by the way. Oh, and listen till the end, of course, when I'll be sharing the source of this great infographic with you. I think you'll find it to be a valuable reminder. My reaction when I first saw the infographic was... Yes, choices are good for children because they create a sense for them of being respected and because legitimate choices provide the opportunity for children to move from reactionary impulsiveness to more mindful and considered evaluation of available options that are constructive, which of course lights up important, in fact critical areas of neuronal development that might otherwise not get the exercise needed for their brain's development. Do you know anyone who doesn't want to feel that they have some fundamental control of their own lives? Choices are a key element of the all-important sense of independence, of agency over the outcomes of our own lives. And that starts really early in life. Maybe you remember when you were young and you were given choices, or you weren't. I definitely remember when I was a kid how it felt to be given choices and how wrong and frustrating it felt to not be given real choices, to just be told what to do, period, end of story. There is a part of me to this day that still rebels against being related to in that way. What about you? A fundamental theme of this podcast is building belonging. Providing constructive choices for children is an essential element of building belonging because providing constructive choices is a natural way to build mutual respect within classroom environments, the environment everyone shares and contributes to. Okay, so let's move from theory to practicalities. The key to giving children choices is to first decide what choices make the most sense for each situation and for everyone concerned. A good starting place is to offer two or three choices that will help maintain harmony and help the child to feel he or she has some power over his or her own life. Like, which book would you like to look at? Would you like to wear red, your red hat or your blue hat? Which puzzle would you like to start with first? How many crackers would you like, two or three? Would you rather put your left boot on first or your right boot on first? Do you prefer warm water or cold water when you wash your hands? Obviously, you only want to give choices you can agree to, so you want to avoid questions that you that are like, Do you want to eat lunch now or do you want to go take a nap? 
that would be too hard to organize if you have a bunch of kids in your room. Do you do children really have a choice? What if the child says, no, I want to go play? These are the times when choices shouldn't be given, obviously. So other offer choices only when the child will truly be allowed to choose. Because what you want to avoid, I don't have to tell you, is the battles of the will. Because they rarely, if ever, turn out well, as we all know. Some teachers think they need to keep all the children together while a book is being read or until everyone is finished eating. Now, that would work perfectly well if every child was interested in the same kind of story and if every child ate at the same at the same pace. But they aren't interested in the same kind of story and they don't eat at the same pace. Being prepared with constructive choices to give to children during those potentially challenging times is your very best option for a happy and harmonious classroom. Here are some possible suggestions for you. Susie, now that you've finished eating ahead of time, you are welcome to go choose another book to look at or go put a puzzle together. Which would you prefer? Tallulah, if you're not hungry, that's fine, but everyone else needs a little more time to finish their snack. Would you rather finish that drawing you started earlier today, or would you rather play with the building blocks? Some teachers fear that giving one child the choice to leave a story time will mean that all the children will follow that one child. If the story you're reading isn't interesting, well, mm, yes, that may be what happens. But usually more children love a good book. Most children love a good book, especially when story time is balanced with enough physical activities during other times of the day. So, what are your keys to success? Mm, preparation, preparation, preparation. It can't be said enough. We've got to think ahead about the flow of each day. When do problems typically arise? We've got to define choices that work for everyone. In other words, Choices you can allow and choices kids can appreciate. Making kids' choices easy to access or implement is another important preparation key element. We can do that by pairing up the clothing choices you know will work for fair weather conditions. We can do it by placing toys for choices on easy-to-reach shelves. We can keep books easy to see and easy to grab. We can prepare a couple of appropriate food choices for picky eaters. We can provide a few book choices for story time. And we can be ready with quiet time toys for children who can't sleep during nap time. Giving children choices gives them the life-enriching satisfaction of having some power and control over their own experiences and a sense of belonging within the larger context of living and learning, learning with others. Even though there are some children who will just go along with whatever adults tell them to do, there are definitely others who will shut down, resist, or create real problems for everyone because they never feel seen, they never feel a respected, and they're rarely given opportunities to make their own choices. 
And even the kids who will go along with everything, maybe they need a little push into making more choices and standing up for themselves a little more. In other words, choices are really good. Giving children legitimate choices is giving them necessary opportunities to exercise the executive functioning skills of their brains that will provide huge advantages every day of their lives moving forward. Not to mention making every day in your classroom just that much easier and better for everyone. If you'd like to see the infographic that inspired this episode, please go to the Big Picture Social Emotional Life Skills Podcast Facebook page. You'll see it there. Hopefully, you'll like the Facebook page for this podcast so we can start sharing more of our best practices. I would love that. Okay, until next time, thank you for being here.